We're off on a school trip with some little monsters. We're going to the track at Le Mans 66. We're spending one last Christmas and we're reading the report. I'm Van Connor. I'm Bex Perfect and I'm very impressed with your rundown just then. <laughs> this is Offscreen, your seven-day guide to everything movies. Boom. Welcome to Off Screen. I'm Van Connor. And I'm Bex Perfect. And we are so pleased to be with you at what I think is the earliest start to Christmas I think <laughs> I've ever been in. <laughs> we are talking a Christmas movie already. This we, is crazy. We and, and you know what? I. I, I... I'm not going to get too into it because I want to save a lot for the actual review. Um, and but to have don't one, ruin my Christmas spirit. But to have <laughs> one that you know has Emma Thompson involved just feels nice. You know, yes. there's something about Emma Thompson in Christmas. Yeah, is Richard you know? Curtis involved? That's the other thing. He is not. Uh, he, we've traded Richard Curtis to Paul Feig. So Paul Feig, oh, Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Yeah. yeah. But let's start there with something completely different. Right. So this is Little Monsters. This is so, Lupita Nyong'o. This is Lupita Nyong'o. Right. Or as my, my friend Case will always refer to her, Blue Peter Nyong'o. <laughs> I like and, that better. I know. And this, this, is, this is the film that once and for all has made me fall well and truly in love with Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. And so the idea is you've got a, it's, it's an Australian, I'm just going to, I've got to say zombie comedy because they've made no secret about it in the You might have lost me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You say zombie comedy, you lose a lot yeah. of people. So it is about a uh, uh, a kind of a feckless, as in to quote Eddie Izzard, he is without feck, um, musician, busking musician uncle who goes through a breakup. Moves Eddie in- Izzard? No, or I, quoting, I, quoting Eddie Izzard. Quoting Eddie Izzard. Okay. No, it's not Eddie Izzard. Uh, he's played by Alexander Ingram. Anyway, um, he, he breaks up with his girlfriend. He moves in with his single mum's sister yep. and her young son, uh, to whom he is the world's worst uncle. I can in no way relate to this movie, by the way, just just to be clear. We'll he, ask your nephew yeah. later date. He, um, he is just the worst role model imaginable. All he wants to do is drink, smoke pot, uh, eat proper pizza, play his music and loud violent video games. He then takes the kid to school one day and meets the kid's teacher, who's Lupita Nyong'o, and immediately falls in love with her, Miss Caroline. He must have Miss Caroline. And of course, the school trip is coming up. And you know, they always need a parent. He to... immediately sounds creepy. He's he's not. He's kind of lovable. And stop it, because I relate hard to this. <laughs> um, so he, he decides to become the designated parent who goes along on the school trip. Yeah. Right. They go to a petting zoo. The zombie apocalypse happens. And there's an American children's entertainer who happens to be filming his world tour episode here at the time. I've got a clip for you of how you, how you rat, uh, wrangle children during the zombie apocalypse. Watch your feet. Eyes on me. Yeah. Who remembers how to play tag? Good. Well, those funny-looking people out there are it. How do I go backwards? And we don't want to let the funny people touch us. Look, isn't she good at it? I need you to stick together in a line. So, quick sticks. Ready? Steady? Conda! Conda? So not bad at all. I had a mm. whale of a time with this. Okay, definitely not what you'd expect, particularly from the poster as well, for anyone that's seen it. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's going to the Kill funny. Bill yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it has. It is it's bright yellow and it's 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 splashy. It's because she wears the bright yellow dress. Mm. And I will say very different performance to what I was used to from the Peter Nyong'o. That's a good um, thing. A lot more outwardly comedic. Good. I think the most outwardly comedic performance I've ever seen from her. Uh, I think it's got some exceptional writing to it. Yeah. There is a lot of very sharp 
very witty comedic writing going on there. Written and directed by uh, Australian director Abe Forsyth. Um, it has no uh, fear whatsoever of going there with the gore, going there with the gratuitous nature of it. Well, or- the last the last film that we saw her in, mm. which was Us, yes, you know that was kind of up there with the gore and stuff and also I really hope she's repaired her voice since <laughs> that's it I mean I'm amazed she pulled that off personally but uh, no Alexander England I thought was absolutely tremendous in this like yeah. what a find I think he's absolutely brilliant uh, plays this plays just the most douchebaggery level of musician you can imagine technical term yeah we, we, we've all known this character kind of a thing um, at the same time it also has bags of heart uh, for, for Live his... hearts? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Torn out, disseminated hearts, yes. Um, it's got lots of heart, and there's a certain popular song that features rather prominently in it. Okay. They, they can't afford the music rights to it. Mm. They can't afford the rights to another iconic 90s pop song, which they do use, but there is a biggie, and you will never hear that song in the same way ever again. Uh, I thought it was one of the best films I've seen this year. I sat there with... Wow. I sat the LFF with Nick Barber watching this, and we were laughing like gibbons all the way through. I think by you... You've got me hooked to wanting to go and watch this based on the fact that I really want to work out what this song is <laughs> you're talking about. The, the zombies, you know, Lapita Nyong'o, that's secondary to working out this this track. <laughs> before, we, before we move on to Le Mans, though, one thing I will say about it is yeah. because I've said zombie comedy, and like you said, Yo, you might have lost me at that, that's the problem with it. You've got that zombie comedy thing. However, it's a 90-minute film. There are no zombies until near enough the exact halfway mark. Oh, I thought you were going to say a bit later, like the last no, 20 minutes or something. It's, it's very much all about the the human sitcom drama kind of a setup. So this, to me, just reminds me of something like um, From Dust Till Dawn, where yes. you think you're going down one route with the movie and then it takes a completely different turn. Absolutely. And because I had seen the trailer a yeah. long time in advance of seeing the film, I'd forgotten it. And I was watching the film and I did turn to Nick halfway through and went, isn't this meant to be a zombie movie? Because <laughs> this, is, this is a really great comedy, but... I thought this was a zombie movie. And then you know, it happens. Oh, okay, okay, all right. We're doing that. Okay, that's that's fine. fine. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, I'm intrigued. So, so, so what do you think? I mean, are you are you you're two, sold? Two, two resounding thumbs up. Resounding. Two heavily thumbs up. shaking. Shake harder, boy. You know, shake. You know, two, we did that for yeah. Joker, my friend. I mean, gosh, that is that is a big recommendation from you. Uh, can we move on to another big recommendation? Yes. Uh, so this is Le Mans '66. Oh, oh. Now this one I did catch at the yeah. cinema. Okay, so this is one for you, all you petrol heads out there. Um, Le Mans 66 is uh, revving up in cinemas this weekend. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, it stars Matt Damon and Christian Bale and tells the true story of American automotive designer Carol Shelby and fearless British race car driver Ken Miles. They battle everything from corporate interference to the laws of physics and even their own personal demons, uh, where they try and basically build a revolutionary racing car for the Ford Motor Company. And they basically hope in beating the ever mighty Ferrari at the 24 hours of Le Mans race in France in 1966. Look out there. Out there is the perfect lap. No mistakes. Every gear change, every corner. Perfect. You see it? I think so. Most people can't. Most people don't even know it's out there, but it is. It's there. This is a movie which I said 
you know, this is inviting all you petrol heads in there. But actually, <laughs> I have to say, even if you're not into cars, this movie is a great all-rounder of a movie. It's glossy. It's got great action. It's got beautifully shot um, road sequences in it. It's got but some it, of the best driving sequences yeah. I've ever seen on the cinema screen. It's gorgeous to look at. And one great excuse to actually be in the cinema. Um, but it's also got fantastic performances. It's got a lot of heart, which, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about the, the previous film having that as well. But this, for me it's all about friendship loyalty you know it's about understanding the automotive industry as well all these things that they're fitting into two and a half hours and that does seem like a long run time it flies by though doesn't it absolutely flies by by. speeds by (laughs) they like the Daytona races themselves Uh, not quite like Le Mans which is actually Mm. 24 hours I will say I mean I I thought I I had a great drive home from the screening after this I'll just just say that do not do not drive to the cinema and see this no I was going to say as you could hear from the the clip though there's a lot of quite clunky cornball dialogue to it. And yet, at the same time, you don't care. Yeah. It's such... It, because it's such a touching... It, it's, it's got its heart so firmly in the right place. It's got its lantern jaw clenched in just the right way. They've pitched it very, very well. The tone, everything about this is really... I mean, this for me is, is one of those ones which... I'm not sure it's had the kind of marketing and fanfare this week in the lead-up to its release. It's like, where are the posters for they this? They can't pick a title, for one thing. Well, there it, yeah, so it used to be called Ford versus Ferrari. I'm assuming for brand issues, mm. they've taken that down and changed it to Le Mans. So when you're Googling it or trying to look it up in whatever capacity you like to do that, you might find that actually it's quite hard to find out what this movie is actually called. It is called Le Mans 66. It stars Matt Damon. It stars Christian Bale. It's a blooming good movie. It is. Um, oh, and yeah. I think it's going to be quite a contender for awards season. It, that's an interesting thing. Because uh, we've got a minute or two left. Uh, interesting thing about this. Because I do think it is an awards caliber movie. It's directed by James Mangold. Mm. You know, who brought us, uh, for, you know, for instance, uh, the, the, the Wolverine a few years ago as well. And uh, and has something of a... He has a pedigree as being an almost journeyman-like director, but a, but a very capable, very uh, very w- very well-defined sense of his own vision. I'm just trying to look at his... Oh, Walk the Line, obviously, was his big oh, as well. Yeah. And Logan in the last couple of so years. So he's not, he's not um, shy of, of kind of awards-based films. Exactly. But on what, on what... Where do you think this would go in the awards season? Where do you think it would work? I think that this would work... I think this will be a supporting nod for... I don't know how they want to play it, Christian Bale or Matt Damon. They'll choose who's the lead and who's be an the support. Interesting choice, though, yeah, it? it'll be yeah. a really interesting choice. They'll probably go with I would have thought Christian Bale for support, mm. um, but he's a very quirky, likable, volatile character. He, he, oh, brilliant performance! Absolute what brilliant. did you make of his accent? I must ask. Uh, his northern accent, him with <laughs> Catriona Balfour. <laughs> you say you say northern. Chris only says Birmingham. I've heard well. No, I Scottish. think Liverpudlian. I think there is a Liverpudlian one for Catriona Balfour's wife in this. Uh, there's oh. twangs that, or maybe it's just the fact they couldn't quite get their regionals right. What, uh, what's, what's the? I'm sure there's a moment in the movie in which he's driving. You hear, oh, cup of tea and a cheese roll. Oh, lovely jubbly love. Oh, oh god, it's a bit <laughs> bit curry there, Chris. Come yeah. on, dial it back. <laughs> well, it's, I say general northern, shall uh, we say, or attempting that a region of the Mm. UK Um, but I also think it's going to pick up cinematography I think it's going to uh, be up there as a best picture contender because there are so many contenders now for it I would would go with that like I say I mean the fact that it is the length it is and you don't feel that yeah is surprising. Yeah, I think this is going to be one that's going to sneak up on you in awards in awards season. I think this is going to be one that's going to quietly play out. People are going to ca- catch it. It's word of mouth is going to catch on about this, and then suddenly, boom! When the season kicks in, 
That's I've, when they'll actually bother to market it. <laughs> I've had a lot of messages from people, a lot of like text messages and like inbox messages from, from like, but actually not even just male friends either, like just friends across the board. Is is this Le Mans 66 any yeah. good? I'm like, hell yeah, go and see it. Um, the only thing I'll say is like, I've said to all of them, if you get the chance to see this in IMAX, for the love of God, oh, do yes. it. Yeah. Just do it, because you will feel that. You will basically feel your face scraping on the tarmac. It's that intense. Yeah, and there is one of my favourite scenes in this is, mm. is one that you will laugh at out loud. Is is a scene where Carol Shelby takes the head of Henry Ford <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for, uh, for a test drive. Who's played by Tracy Letts, who is an actor I absolutely adore. By the way, we didn't speak about uh, John Burnfall in there as well yep. as Lee Iacocca. Underutilised after a point, yep. uh, which annoyed me. Josh Lucas, uh, who, you know, a bit of an American psycho reunion yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Josh Lucas uh, gets to be the slimy corporate character. Very good at that. Look, it's not, a, but, yeah. all round supporting lead cast, the way it's made. It's a glossy, good, you know, all rounder of a movie. It's definitely one if you need an excuse to go to the cinema this weekend. For me, this gets. One and a half, one and three quarters <laughs> thumbs up. I can't quite, I can't, look, we gave Joker five stars and, you yeah. know, and that's why I'm kind of going, I'm going too, I'm going too. I know you loved yeah. it, I know you loved it. But yeah, I'd say it's, it's definitely up there as a huge recommendation to watch this weekend. Two full throttle thumbs from me. Start your engines. So, welcome back to Offscreen. I'm Bex Perfect. I'm Virgo. And we are chatting movies, but now we're moving into a time of the year, which I think is quite debatable as to whether or not we can start talking about these type of movies. <laughs> but you did. I'm going to segue it a little bit differently, because in Little Monsters, which we talked about in part one of the show, yeah. you did mention about a catchy song mm. that's used in that. And I think this next film despite its festive cheer, is all about the music as well. Am I right? It it is, but it's not quite as much as I would have hoped. Oh, no. I wanted Sunshine on Leaf with George Michael. Instead, you're giving me the Grinch right now. No, instead what you've got is Christmas rom-coms. We are talking about, you know, last Christmas. Yes. This stars Amelia Clark, stars Henry Golding. Stars two very likeable actors. Two, two very likeable, very sexy actors. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> oh. could, you, could you find two better-looking humans to put yeah. in a rom-com yeah. than Amelia Clark, the mother of dragons, and Henry, crazy rich Asians, Golding? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> are you quite all right? <laughs> um, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm, I need to wipe my brow up. Uh? That image, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I, I have a weird thing about Amelia Clark in an elf costume. I, I, I just gathered in the last five seconds. Mm, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so going back to the movie, she is uh, uh, she's Kate. She is a she works in a, a an all all year round kind of Christmas gift store. Hence the elf costume. She works for a uh, you know a, a sort of passive aggressive, you know nasty but nice deep down boss played by Michelle Yeoh. She has in the last few years had something of an issue regarding her health that you know will become clear. To us as the story goes on. She's not looking after herself. Her life isn't going the way she plans, and she has these dreams of being a singer. And then one night she meets the hunky Henry Golding. Woohoo! And that's really about it. It's, it's kind of they, 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 it's just the Don't relationship. Don't kill it before you clip it. It's the, re- <laughs> it's the relationship developing between. So anyway, it's easy to just hear them being cutesy. Fine. Is that really a good nutritional choice? Oh, God, don't you stop. Where are you? Look up. Yeah. You know, after you've, what you've been through, I mean, shouldn't you be in quinoa or kale or something? Yeah, but this admittedly rank burger is all part of my grand plan to become a famous singer and die like Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse and all the rest at the age of 27. How old are you? 45. 
Good to have dreams. Not really, I'm 26. Well, thank God. Still have time. <laughs> Come on. Wait. Get rid of that. Wait. Let's go. I've got a surprise for you. See? Cutesy. 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 Well, I, I would like, well, I'm going to pose a question to you. Go for it. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Mr. Grinch. What, what would you like to see at Christmas? What would I, what in general, what would I like to see at Christmas? Because right now you've described the Christmas movie that I think women in particular mm-hmm. will flock to the cinema. I have two friends who I know have already pre-booked their tickets for this. They are that excited. Uh, I I don't think they're going to be disappointed at all. Good. I think, yes, it is, it, yes, it is a slushy rom-com. It is absolutely a slushy rom-com. Yeah. Uh, you know what you're getting on the tin. I don't. There's been some people who've been very sniffy about it, you know, critic-wise. They've been quite sniffy about it. And you do sit and think, I'm sorry, what were you expecting here? But also, let's cast our minds back to when Love Actually first came that out. That got terrible reviews. It got panned and is an absolute classic. Exactly. So this is not really a critic's opinionated no. need, need necessary film. Not, not to no. talk ourselves out of the job or anything. No. But, you know, we're not like really needed in this case. Yeah. I will bring you down when you start going full on Scrooge. <laughs> okay. What do I want to see for Christmas? Uh, basically, the... That isn't in this movie. Oh, that isn't in this movie. Well, basically the entirety of the 1993 forgotten Dennis Leary family comedy Hostile Hostages slash The Ref in which he kidnaps Kevin Spacey. So you're more of a diehard at Christmas kind of guy. Die Hard opened in the summer. Okay. We all forget that. <laughs> Die Hard actually opened in the summer, which is weird. Iron Man 3 set at Christmas and opened in like May. We are massively digressing yeah. right Sorry. Uh, so, uh, Amelia Clark, very likeable. Yes. Henry Golding, very, very likeable. Emma Thompson, Guess what? Super likeable. Steals it. Obviously, she's Emma Thompson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh being as amazing as Michelle Yeoh is. I don't know what it is about Michelle Yeoh. I just, I just bow to Michelle Yeoh. She's, she's, she's just, yo, she's amazing. She is just a <laughs> goddess, isn't she? Yeah. Um, I had a great time with it. I knew where it was going, going in. I mean, just to prove a point, I, I, I took a friend of mine along and just before the movie started, wrote what I knew the twist ending would You're be. You're so phone annoying. I hate people that time do that. Time And then when the movie was over, Who went, cares? Called it. <laughs> Who cares? It's the, it's the writing do of the envelope. Do it for Marvel and nothing else. Like, <laughs> okay, first of all, it's actually more difficult to do. Anyway, that's beside the point. But I thought it had the tone. I thought it had the swagger. It didn't feel particularly like a, Pe- a Paul Feig movie. Okay. I will say that. Uh, it had the music. Not as much of it as I would have liked. Licensing or, issues probably was Maybe. But it is about those two central performances and it is about the romance between them and it is about, you know, the googly and eyes. Does, okay, and, and does that chemistry work? Yes. Good. It never quite gets to the tear-jerking stage you kind of want it to. Is but... it Khaleesi Jon Snow? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little less creepy than Khaleesi Jon Snow, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I, I will tell you, I took my friend Katie along. She absolutely loved it. And uh, good night, had by all. Good. Uh, yeah, two I don't thumbs know what up. you've been well, such a grinch about. One and a half thumbs up from me. Oh my goodness, a that's a high score. This is Christmas. You're allowed to do that. It's a Christmas cracker. Put the it that way. The only thing that's debatable about this film is whether or not we should be talking about it right now. <laughs> like I say, Die Hard Summer movie. Anyway. Okay, fair enough. Shall we move on? <laughs> yes, okay, let's talk uh, the report. Yes, uh, this is Adam Driver, am I right? This is Adam Driver, so okay. you immediately know that it's going to be a tense and thrilling drama. Yeah, funny, isn't it? Like the bit he's associated with that. I just, like, I'm just trying to rack my brain as to what I've seen in which he hasn't been tense and thrilling. And this is a, this is a guy who like got made his name in girls. I mean, he you know? he he he, la- he made me laugh a lot in uh, Black Klansman. Oh, he's great in Black Klansman. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think he's kind of hilarious as Kylo Ren, but. Yeah. 
yeah. I mean, are you excited about Star Wars? Um, I am. The yes. saga ends and all that. Yeah, I kind of am. I do enjoy them when I go and watch them. The tr- the process of trying to get the tickets are pretty <laughs> difficult. But yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's the beginning of November now. Shall we start now? Yeah, we should that, start that, now. Yeah, probably yeah. about now is the time. I have to start done. I have done the midnight screening straight into review the mm. the morning after. I mean, that is always like me trying to relay what I've seen. <laughs> After that, it's almost as if I've been out and had a good old night on the tiles. <laughs> it, do, it does have that sensation, doesn't yes. it? But uh, uh, So, no, this is a very different film, The Report. So this is uh, not the feature debut of, but the second film after a decade by writer-director Scott Z. Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story loosely based on, uh, you know, based on, on real events, obviously, but there is some... In interpretation going on. Uh, this is about uh, the Senate staffer Daniel Jones, who gets tasked with leading a Senate investigation into the torture reports that came out of everything post 9 11. So, this is not a Christmas movie. This is most definitely not a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a Christmas movie because it has John Hamm in it. And when Adam John Driver. Hamm, yeah, well, when John Hamm's in a movie, you just know that someone's going in with a, you know, with, with a Windsor knot and yeah. he's going to extol some, some very dry dialogue. So I also take it back about Adam Driver because, well, obviously Star Wars comes out around Christmas time. Plus, mm. also Kylo Ren, he did some, you know, some lightsabering in snow. So, you know, there, there it all, there's always an argument to say that's a Christmas movie now. Very true. <laughs> uh, but no, this is say this is the investigation into the CIA's enhanced interrogation program, the EIP, as it was called. Yeah. Uh, basically. The, the the origin of you know using waterboarding and psychological warfare and things like that in the in the context of things like Abu Ghraib and all the scandals that we've had in all the years since this is how they came to light after 9/11 everyone was scared scared it might happen again it was my second day of grad school next day I changed all my classes to national security Morning, Dan. Morning, Senator. Have you seen the story today in the New York Times? Evidently, the CIA destroyed tapes of interrogations of Al-Qaeda detainees. I want to find out what was on the tapes and why they were destroyed. No paper. Paper is a way of getting people in trouble at our place. At our place, paper is how we keep track of laws. So a little bit dry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to ask, I I don't want this to sound like a base and naive question, but... Mm. For our general audience that are listening in, like there's lots of fans of, of, of shows like Homeland out there. Is this wh- where does this stand on that scale? It's so funny you say that. Oh. There is literally a line of dialogue in this movie in which Adam Driver has this conversation about you know what do people know, what do people want to know, and he says, "What, what do you think?" They go home on a Monday night and watch Twenty Four, and they <laughs> see Jack Bauer doing this, and they think it's for fun. You know, and, and the film has that. We have to keep this re- anchored and relatable to you, mm. the audience. We have to know, you have to know that this does get played for entertainment and it is wrong. And they go down the route. They even at one point show you the advertising campaign for Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, wow. In the film. So Adam Driver gets to witness the trailer for Zero Dark Thirty when it's unveiled and go, okay, this is going to be problematic. And things like that. And it is quite insightful and quite clever. A lot of it hangs on that Adam Driver performance. Oh, that's interesting. And there are other great... Obviously, there's a stellar supporting cast in there. John Hamm, uh, Michael C. Hall, you know, Dexter. Yeah, love uh, him. Annette Benning, always <gasps> great. We love some Annette Benning around here. Um, Mrs. Beatty. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's got a lot going for it. It's got, actually, a, a very strange role for Maura Tierney, uh, which I wasn't quite expecting, because she usually plays a lot more likeable a character than she does here. Seeing her play a lot more dark-hearted, a lot nastier a character, I wasn't quite expecting and I 
I associate her so closely now with being the mum from Liar Liar and one of the do- Luca's girlfriend from ER. But uh, I know ER references so 1990s. But well, I get it. I just don't know if everyone listening will. Actually, e- <laughs> ER seems to be coming back in popularity lately. It's we're weird. hearing that. We're hearing a possible Friends like one-off yeah. remake. I mean, gosh, what is the world coming to? I know, right? So, but no, I oh Corey Stoll forgot Corey Stoll's in this, and I adore you love a bit of Corey. Stoll, I adore don't you? Corey Stoll. Yes, because he was in Driven. Uh, was it last week? The week before? Yeah. yeah. I thought this was a really good movie. I think it has no partic- it has no popcorn appeal. It basically works as the flip side to Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. And as such, it has about that popcorn appeal that Zero Dark Thirty had. Let's not forget that Zero Dark Thirty is a very talky movie for about 90% of its runtime. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. This, does, this doesn't really have that, you know, end of the real action beat to play off of. This is just the talky movie, but... It has great performances. It has an interesting, engaging, gripping, very tense story. And Adam Driver is just always just effortlessly captivating. There is something about that guy. He yeah. can just draw you in. Well, there we go. I'm, I'm sensing, you know, using my sort of... Uh uh, what's it even called? What spidey is sense? No, not spidey sense. <laughs> what do they use in Star Wars? Oh, your, your force powers. My force powers. Yeah, yeah my Jedi knight powers. Uh, I'm so into oh, Star I'm Wars. Oh, I'm schooling the hell out of you, lady. Jeez. Oh, let's, let's not go into this. It's not quite Star Wars season yet. How many thumbs up? But I'm sensing, I'm sensing, like Yoda would sense it, that uh, it's going to be quite high. Academically, a one and a half. Oh. I think as an audience, for, for if you were just showing this to a general audience, you'd, you'd get a one. Oh, okay. But for me, it's a one and a half again. Oh, okay. Welcome back to Off Screen. I'm Bex Perfect. And I'm Vancom. And you have joined us at the halfway point in which we have talked about everything that's out in the cinema. And now we're going to crack on with everything that you can do from the comfort of your own home. I'm not talking about absolutely everything you can do. That's a very wide spectrum. It's a really wide spectrum. <laughs> However, uh, let's talk it in the specific realms of movie watching. And what a way to kick off the week on your telly box because Saturday we have. Oh, that Brian Adams theme tune is just ringing through my it's ears. It's 1993's right Three Musketeers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, D'Artagnan. No, no, no. Of course, it's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, on five star at 4.55 p.m. What a perfect time to watch on a Saturday afternoon. It absolutely is. It's. Uh, is it me, or is this now the definitive Robin Hood movie? Uh, obviously. Uh, totally is. Uh, but it also never dates. It, it doesn't. I mean, and also it did give rise to one of the greatest lines in the history of cinema, which was, I'm unlike eat- some other Robin Hoods, I uh, can speak with an English accent. Oh, I know. I thought you were going to talk about I'm going to cut <laughs> out your heart with a spoon. Well, th- that is Both obviously... Alan Rickman lines. That was, that was obviously the one in this, wasn't it? But no, uh, years later when Mel Brooks would do his spoof, he would include specifically that line for uh, Carrie Always. I see where you're going with that. And that's I what just, that was. Yeah, I just thought so. And cancel Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that line. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but yeah, great movie. And I'll tell you what, I, I like hearing a bit of that uh, a little bit of that Kevin Costner Robin Hood swagger. What? Doesn't this make you feel more Christmassy? Does in a way. Let's yeah. Have, let's see for ourselves. I heard today that the sheriff now values your neck at 500 gold pieces. I say we take him in. Will, do you think that the sheriff will give everything back after I'm gone? Give us the reward and our pardons. Wrong. Well, stretch your necks one by one. What would you have us do? Fight armored men on horseback with, with, with rocks in our bare hands? Needs be. 
But with the one true weapon that escapes, you will. Courage. There we go. Jingle bells all the way, I think, with that. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember when, when this movie was out and they had, like, action figures and things? Yes, yeah. I do. That was so weird. What like, an innocent time we used to yeah, live in. That was so odd. If only we kept them now, was. how much they'd be worth. <laughs> no, right. In their mint condition boxes. My, my, one of my best friends, Andy Sharp, had the full tree fort. Oh my like goodness! Playset that you put the action figures in, like the, the Sherwood Forest uh, uh, playset. The closest so thing I had to that was Sylvanian families. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was more of a I, I had the full aliens set and like the turtles and, and things like that. I'm not. I'm. Do you know what? I'm not even giving myself enough credit. I'm a real tomboy when I was a kid. Right? Oh, yeah? I had the whole He-Man set. Shira can do one. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about him. I had Grayskull. Were you I not mean, obligated was... to have Shira. That's not a thing. I had no. the Ghostbusters. I yeah, had the I had the backpack thing. Oh, you had the proton pack. Yeah, 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 yeah with the um, the whatever the beam of light was was, yeah, the, was the, actually the just polystyrene. <laughs> loved it anyway again for some reason maybe it is coming up to christmas we are we do keep digressing we get here, nostalgic don't we? what it is yeah, nostalgic. We're getting really nostalgic. Yeah, right let's move on to what happens on a sunday afternoon uh similar time 455 pm paramount just like heaven now this sounds like a, a movie you'd watch have you not seen this one? i have not oh, seen this i'm about to sell you a movie lady oh my goodness oh, it sounds okay. like such is it time for some girl chat it is a, it's a 2005 <laughs> rom-com starring reese witherspoon and mark ruffalo and mark ruffalo went through this spate in the early 2000s where he just made a rom-com with every style that there was so you want strategic strategic <laughs> strategic he just like he had jennifer garner for 13 going on 30 he had reese yeah. witherspoon for this so the idea is he uh moves into a, this this awesome san francisco apartment because he can afford to do it because because <laughs> he can afford to do it because of all the rom-coms he's starring <laughs> and uh, it turns out it's haunted it's haunted by Reese Witherspoon, who is a, uh, a is a hot ghost. Who is a hot ghost who doesn't realise she's a ghost, but he, God, and only he can he only he can see and hear her. And she is a, a workaholic doctor. I don't think that's called uh, seeing a ghost. I think that's called something fantasising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, only oh, yeah, say so she's a workaholic doctor who's had an accident. He's in a coma. They're about to pull the life support off. Only he can see and hear her. This is roughly how it sounds. Could you just hold on, just a sec? Tea party's over. Time for Wiggly Safari! Yeah! Okay, David, this could work. I was getting through to her. But you're going to need to get her straight to the hospital. We're right to the hospital. And she's going to have to rip up the resuscitation. We'll get her to rip those storm. papers off. Get the hell out of here, you! Abby, calm down. Just calm down. I'll chop you. I swear I will chop you. Tell her about JJ. I know about JJ. And of course, they fall for one another. So it's a rom com. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Quite quite a sweet one. Yeah. It is. And it's. Nice you can watch to... anything with both Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon. There is something just kind of comforting about Mark yeah, Ruffalo, I find. Yeah. He is like a big woolly jumper. Yeah. Mm. So this is early 2000s, is it? I think it's 2005, I think. Good era for rom-coms. Good it's good. Right, moving on to Monday. Kickstart your week with the party liaison officer. <laughs> We've got Van Wilder, five-star, 10 o'clock uh, Monday night. I mean, Brian Reynolds. Yep. <sighs> Party liaison. I love this movie so much. Yeah. Such a big this Van Wilder fan. This is more than a girl chat and more than a rom-com. This is one for you, isn't it? This is this is one for me. Obviously, Van Wilder, the you know seven-year college student because he just can't seem to decide what to want to there do with his There was one of those and... at my university, you know. Yeah? Yeah. 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 I, he, I think he refers to himself as waiting for his dare to be great moment. Yeah. That's what it is. His parents think... cut him off and he has to earn the tuition to stay in college and graduate. Yeah. Which he does through throwing parties. 
Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, we definitely had one of those at my university, but just not <laughs> as loved as Van Wilder. But it was kind of a career-defining moment for, for Ryan Reynolds. This kind of put him on the map. It was an iconic role for him. There was for me, for me, it was, oh my God, the two guys, a girl in a pizza place, dude, finally got a movie. <laughs> yeah. Which made me very happy. And, and then, of course, he would become Ryan Reynolds. He would become Ryan Reynolds, and he would be a star of social media, shall he would. we say. Uh, do you want to hear him trying to, trying to pick up uh, Tara Reid? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Hey, Gwen, all right. You're just in time. Take your clothes off. I'm not taking off my clothes. Uh, well, it is the naked mile run. Everybody else is in their birthday suit. Hey. Set that guy. Um, I, I have a few questions for you. In time. This is going to be fun. You know that three-letter word starts with F? So you're quite the campus man heading events like the Jaeger Olympics. Oh, yes. Well, you know, you haven't lived until you've shot what it's blitzed on Jaeger. Heine? This was a really bad idea. I'm leaving. Hey, are we going to reschedule or what? Well, back then, you, we would have tried to pick up Tara Reid. I mean, it's a different time. Different time it, yeah, now. Very different very time. Very different You probably time. wouldn't do it now. You wouldn't. Um, no. But before we get into that, <laughs> let, should we crack on? Let's. Let's. Okay. Uh, something that I suppose we can relate that to Tara Reid is Lake Placid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that it, was quite mean of me. I'm it, sorry. It, in, in, in which evidently bogged down monsters try to massacre people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This Horror is... Channel, 9 o'clock, Tuesday mm. night. This was a fun one. Yeah. This was. was... I mean, I'm casting my memory back here to mm. when I saw Lake Placid. Nine, and it nine? Was, yeah, it was, it was late. Again, if, if the early 2000s were great for rom-coms, the late 90s were kind of great for really tacky horrors. Oh, God. Yeah, 99 had some belters, Deep Blue Sea, yeah. Virus, yeah. this. Oh, yeah. yeah. this. The, these all kind of link in really well. And Do you remember you... Deep Rising? Did you ever yes. see Deep Rising? Yes. Oh. All of them. Um, this for me, you know, like the, you look at it now and you're going to go, the effects are terrible. They really are. They, they really are, are. Awful. But that's the joy of it. So this is uh, Bridget Fonda is the museum worker who goes to Lake Placid yep. to investigate reports of what seems to be a prehistoric creature. Turns out to be an alligator. Teams up with the local sheriff, who's Bill Pullman, because this was the 90s, and they team up with. Oliver Platt because again 90s Oliver Platt I know right oh my goodness he's Porto is he Portos in, in the Three Musketeers Port- yes he was yes. Portos he or was, was he Portos. Aramis I can't remember but he was great in that Aramis was Charlie Sheen oh okay yeah, yeah. Uh, Athos I think was Kiefer Sutherland oh there we go but, uh, excellent this I, is excellent I know that knowledge. movie I know that yeah, movie far too well inside out uh, okay so that's Lake Placid so if you're a horror fan you've got that 9 o'clock on Tuesday also, fitting into the horror character category for a lot of people on Wednesday, five star at nine o'clock is, and I'm not talking about the Netflix series, this is the film version with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. This is Daredevil. Right, can I, can I explain why we're doing this? It is you picked it. brilliantly bad. Well... It's wonderfully bad. The, the, the positives for a chunk of time, in mm. real time, that came out of this movie is that uh, ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner got together. They got married. It was a nice kind of thing. Now we're not going to talk about that so much she, because it's kind she of. Did have to watch him boff Jennifer Lopez first? I mean, it's not yeah, sugar. She, she played there. the long game. I she, mean, she who's going to turn down J Lo? We've all seen her in Hustlers. I don't know. In the early two thousands, if you asked me to choose between J Lo and Jennifer Garner, I'd have gone Garner every time. I was a big Alias fan, and as the, as the episode title famously said, there's only one Sydney Bristow. So, um, <laughs> Daredevil is spectacularly cheesy, spectacularly bad. I love it. Here's a clip of it being spectacularly bad. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Sure. Uh, I was just looking for some honey. Could you help me out? Right in front of you. <laughs> well, 
could you be a little bit more specific? What are you blind? Yeah. I am so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Matt Murdock. Nice to meet you, Matt Murdock. Nice to meet you. I didn't get your name. I didn't give it. See? Spectacularly, Spectacularly bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give it. She can't act. I don't know why she can't act in this. But, but I think mm. that... Mm, I'm not sure she is the greatest actress. I don't know. She's turning some good ones here and there. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's forget Peppermint, which okay. is pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, on to some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, lethal Weapon 4. Right, remind me... Lethal Weapon 4 is the one where Riggs and Murtaugh fight Jet Li. And there is a... Yeah. I have not bothered to see this one. Have you not seen this one? No. Okay, so this was the final one of the cinematic series. And obviously now it's a TV show and now that's been cancelled as well. Um, But this this is the ending to the cinematic run. So this is Mel Gibson, Danny Glover are, are back... This time, Leo is a private eye. Roger has got a secret son-in-law that he doesn't know about, played by Chris Rock, who at that point was struggling to establish a film career. And uh, there is a Chinese, a family of Chinese immigrants who they take into Roger's home, and that draws them into an investigation involving human trafficking, a mobster named Uncle Benny, and a vicious triad enforcer, played by Jet Li, who at one point... Beats up two men in their sixties. I'm not gonna lie, um, it sounds brilliant. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It's the worst of them. Yeah. It's the worst of them, but it's still good. Yeah. The car chases and everything are terrific. I do, I do, I do, I do love a little bit of um and lethal weapon. This is so long ago as well, they even still tried to do that thing where they put a laser scope on a handgun. Oh, amazing. Oh, isn't, you know, like Cobra, like yeah. Stallone in Cobra, like love that it. awful. Love, love it. it. Love it. Oh, my goodness. So, so that's, that's ITV4, yeah. 10 o'clock on Thursday. I might watch that. Oh, it's worth it. Absolutely yeah. should, yeah. So one last one, then what we got? We have well something that I was I was kind of doing whilst uh, you were describing Lethal Weapon 4. It's called Don't Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not breathing as you were explaining that because I was so caught up in your excellent synopsis. Uh, film 4, 11.25 p.m. Don't breathe, or should I? Evil Home Alone, isn't it? Is it? Have you, have you seen the... No! Oh, wow. Oh, get get this scene. Get this watch. This is Evil Home Alone. So a bunch of kids break into a blind man's house, oh, right, to Lord. rob him. What they don't know is he's a psychopath. He just also happens to be blind. So he locks them in and hunts them. And that man is Stephen Lang, for the bad guy from Avatar. It is twisted, it's dark, it is terrifying. It's written directed by Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake. Uh, this also reteams him with Jane Levy, Jane Levi or Jane Levy from the Evil Dead remake. It goes to places you wouldn't expect. It's far nastier than you would expect. It is absolutely worth checking out. Well, there we go. Couldn't get higher recommendation than that. So that is all of your movies on TV this week. So if you are stuck, we don't want to hear any excuses that you haven't got anything to do with any of your days of next week because there is a good movie on every single night of plus, the week. Plus Daredevil. Yeah, okay, fine. You've just let you slide down. Okay, and that's it. So we're going to move on to uh, DVD, Blu-ray, and other platforms in which you can watch movies. (laughs) That's how I like to describe it. So, welcome back to Off Screen, and we are, as ever, chatting through everything that is available for you to watch 
on DVD, on Blu-ray, on VOD, whatever, on demand, however you want to watch it, you can. I don't know why Van always limits it to DVD and Blu-ray, but I, you always do. Uh, I should just put home platforms, but isn't streaming home platforms? It's a little bit of everything. It's a changing world that we live in, Van Connor. It is. It really is. <laughs> so, uh, from Monday, November the 18th, your DVD, Blu-ray, VOD, Sky Store, whatever the hell choices include, Stuba. What is Stuba? Did you not get to see this? this no. Right. So I keep saying, it sounds like Flubber, but it's not. <laughs> Stuba is a reference to a man named Stu who happens to be an Uber driver. He is played by... This sounds horrendous. Run a million miles an hour. Yep. Don't even bother yep. explaining Sa- this. Sounds bad, doesn't it? So, it stars Kumail Nanjiani as Stu. And I'm a big Kumail fan. Uh, he picks up a fare one day, played by Dave Batista who is a renegade cop who plays by his own rules and he's trying to solve the murder of his partner. However, his partner died in an accident caused by his own poor eyesight. So he's just gone and had LASIK eye surgery. He needs an Uber driver to take him to this crime scene that he's not supposed to know about so that he can solve the, the murder. He winds up taking the Uber driver along as his unwitting partner on this journey. Here's Kumail describing it for you. Dad? Hey, kid. You actually came? Yeah, of course I came. Whoa, what is that smell? A long story. Blood, dog food, vomit. (laughs) Wow, well, honestly, I'm just glad you're here. I don't care what it is. Who's your friend? Oh, Steve. Steve? Stu. Stu. I'm Stu. So, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, wow. Wow, right? So, how do you know my dad? He kidnapped me. We killed some people. Huh. And on that note, <laughs> I think we're going to move swiftly on. I thought it's better than everyone else did. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I you, like as ever, are one on your own in this. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> it sounds awful. It sounds... I promise you it's not that bad. If you saw this on telly... No. Like nine o'clock on Film 4. I don't you, care. You I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not I, as a principal stance. I'm not going to watch it. No, yeah, fine, fine. That's, get out of my. You get sound, out like, you of sound my like someone I used to know. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the current wall. Oh, that's out this week as well. Yeah. So this is like Benedict Cumberbatch, like a whole host of stars, but it didn't really fly in the cinemas. Didn't, didn't really spark. Did no, it? it's. It, I, I didn't watch it. So if you're making some weird movie reference and you're trying to give me the wink, wink, nod, nod, I just got a really clever. It's link. a clever title. It's the current war. It's about George. Westinghouse and, and Tesla and them going to war over who can bring electricity to the masses first. And Johnny, you know what? You and I did review. You were off that week. I was off that week, but yeah. also I'm quite glad I was because this sounds dull as. It didn't quite work. The performances are great, but mm. it just didn't quite work. Uh, there's moments in there that do make it worthwhile, though. Tom Holland, I thought, was very good. Yeah, he's and, good in everything. And when, when's Benny Cumberbatch ever good? Never, never good. I mean, and Michael Shannon. Love me some Michael Literally Shannon. Literally nobody's talked about this. It's like you've got the biggest star cast of mm. like such promising sort of performances, but actually... You know why no one's work. talking about it? Why? Because it got lost in the shuffle after the Weinstein thing. Oh. That's why. This was meant to be out about two years ago, and Weinstein happened. And this And this sort of got sold in the rubble of what was once, you know, Miramax and the Weinstein Company. Well, look, I suppose if you're after, well, if you're interested in, in electricity, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe give this a watch. I mean, I'm not particularly interested in motorsport, but Le Mans 66 definitely, yeah, you know, exactly. worked for me. Step but... out of your comfort zone. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else to me then. Like, step out of your little box and stop, <laughs> yeah, get off your soapbox, whatever. You uh... climb down, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from climbing down to climbing up to the top of the mound. Oh. Here, and, uh... And singing that song that gives goosebumps to every single person that I know. I just can't wait to be king. 
No, the other one. Okay. No, it's the one about the farting warthog. Hakuna <laughs> uh, Matata. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. It is, of course, the circle of life. The Lion King. This is out. Uh, this... Did you like... I I loved the Attenborough-esque style of it. Yeah. I did not like the lack of emotion in the faces of mm. the animals. I think that is the problem with it. And I think it's always going to be difficult when you turn something so iconic into a live-action movie when it is purely all going to be animated as live action animation does that make sense like, I, how is, like there's no humans in this no that's it i mean it, it has been said that there is only one actual non-computer generated shot in it and it is the very first shot like, mm. the very first shot is the only actual photograph in the film everything else is artificial wow uh, i personally think this is a rather tremendous remake it is an yes. animated movie by another form but i mean there's so much about it to like i think the voice casting is really good Apart i don't think by beyonce Again, that works until you get to the singing. The songs in this do not work no. as well as the film. No, she totally doesn't work okay. in this. Don't even get me started on this. This is one of my biggest problems with this movie, right? Mm. You're going to cast Beyonce because she's Beyonce. Like, I get it. But when you're going to cast a baby Nala, who, whoever voiced the child thing, she's got so much energy. She's got so much, like, you know, sass about her. And then Beyonce comes on and you're like, this is the queen of sass. This is Queen B here. And then mm. suddenly she's like, really breathy and... Oh, Simba. And it's like, no, oh, shut up, Nala. Just get, just grow some. <laughs> it has, though, got John Oliver, and that makes me very happy. Do you know what? I have to say, you posted something about John Oliver, and I immediately watched his musical number. Oh, did you watch the whole thing? I did watch the whole Wasn't thing. Wasn't it tremendous? It was absolutely mm, tremendous. Yes. That, that man can do no wrong for me. But look, I'm sure most of you will have already seen The Lion King in the cinemas because it was You'll such a big thing. You'll definitely want to see it again. You'll enjoy it for what it is. I just don't think it kind of reached the heights that we expected it to do in terms of it just being completely groundbreaking for Disney and that that live action style remake that really sets the bar. I don't mm. think it quite did that. I've got a link to watch Lady and the Tramp this weekend. I've not heard great things. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember Lady and the Tramp. But anyway, uh, let's let's do streaming. Okay. Because uh, we're going we're gonna to cheat a little bit because there's one that came out last week and we didn't really get to cover it because it was on theatrical. Mm-hmm. And that had been, th- been on theatrical the week before and that's Britney Runs a Marathon. Oh, I'm amazed this has come out on streaming so quickly. Because it's Amazon Prime funded. Ah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like uh, The Irishman's on Netflix next week. Yeah, true. So... True. The landscape yeah. of cinema is changing, people, and you've got to keep up. Hashtag the streaming wars have begun. Anyway, so uh, Britney runs a marathon available on Amazon Prime from, uh, well, now it's from yeah. November 15th, Friday November 15th. So we we reviewed this a couple it. of weeks ago. Yeah. We really enjoyed it. It's it pleasantly, surprisingly good. In, in, a, in a very unpatronising way as yeah. well, in a very straight-faced way. I thought the it was thing, quite good. The thing I'd say to you all listening is do not look at the poster and think that this is going to be something you'll want to dismiss because that's mm. exactly what I did. Obviously, I was forced to watch it because I knew we were reviewing it, but I went in with a with a huff and a puff and a groan <laughs> about it. And actually, I was really pleasantly surprised. Loved it's it. got Yeah, Julian mm. Bell is, is really great in this. It's got a lot of heart to it. It's very funny, um, but it's also got that kind of realism about it as well. So it's, Some gristle. Yeah, some good gristle in this so i really liked it uh that is available now on amazon prime so worth the watch if you're staying in this weekend but um we've also got this is this is where it gets interesting you see so next thursday we get uh, no christmas is complete i know we're talking about early christmas movies this year no christmas is complete without the stock vanessa hudgens christmas rom-com oh my goodness i watched the one last year did you watch one last year you got I, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Which one was that? A Prince for the Christmas? Yeah, Christmas Prince yeah, where she's yeah. like got a doppelganger. I mean, it's amazing. You brace yourself, lady. You oh brace yourself. Oh girlfriend. my God, This year, we have got The Night, with a K, yeah. Before Christmas. 
in which a knight travels through time (gasps) to now and falls in love with Vanessa Hudgens. Here's a clip. What if Cole really is who he says he is? (laughs) What if there are things beyond our comprehension? Then I would say you both need to get your heads examined. You don't have to go. I have no choice. Wherever you are, it's the only place I want to be. But no one can control their own destiny. Nice catch. Steady now, my lady. Come on, you're in, aren't you? Uh, You're in. Well, do you know what? I was ill this week and I spent my week this week watching Let It Snow. Uh, (laughs) It's terrible, isn't it? No, it's brilliant. It's like Love Actually, but for teenagers. It's got like Sabrina the Teenage Witch in it. It's got Dora the Explorer. It's got Spider-Man's best mate in it. I I watched Noelle last night. Oh, I've heard that is awful. I think it was bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this looks... uh, Pleasantly cheesy, doesn't it? Yeah. Also, I just love me a bit of Hudgens at Christmas. Yeah, no, no other who time doesn't? Of the year, she's, but... she's reinventing herself as the Netflix Christmas girl. She's the Christmas fairy for Netflix. It's a niche. Yeah, yeah. Fair. We'll look forward to that. Yeah. So, what do we got next week? I, I'm not sure. Oh, let it go. Let it go. Oh, God. Vampire. Yes, Frozen is next week, isn't it? <laughs> How do you forget that Frozen is out We're going week? into the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> That is the one that they are hedging their bets for best original song for. Oh, uh, cl- quite clearly, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so Harriet's next week as well. Yes. The Harriet Tubman one. Yeah. Uh, Judy and Punch is that next yeah, week? Yeah, Judy and Punch and Twenty One Bridges as well. Yes. Which, which I'm going to catch. Oh, I'm looking forward to Twenty One yeah. Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman Love loves me some Boseman, yeah. man. So whether or not you're a Frozen fan or a Boseman fan, Ooh. you have got the options she next week. There. Yeah. She went I there. really went there. So <laughs> make sure you stay tuned to Off Screen for all everything you need to know for movies for your week uh, ahead so we are intrigued and delighted to be bringing everything to you week on week uh, and we have so much fun doing it as well so I've been Bex Perfect I've been Van Connor. and I'm going to get my words straight next week and we shall return <laughs>